Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to Q&A number 64. It's a November the 2nd, 2021. Boy, this year flew by. So, happy holidays to everyone, and I'm going to start this podcast off just slightly different. Um, we're almost to January of 2022. We've got about 60 days until we're into a new year. So, I want to start off by really motivating y'all by saying... Set some really big goals for next year, not just to survive, but thrive. I looked at my vision board from um, the one I made at the beginning of 2021, and I was thinking about it in the end of 2020, and I really wrote goals that were really just surviving, you know? I've been in a survivor mode since my divorce in 2016. When um, my my husband asked for a divorce in 2016, my son went off to college in 2015. I found myself alone after 26 years of um, being married and raising my child and now being injured and unable to train horses. It was like my entire world was turned upside down. So I realized the last five years I've just been in um, starting over, changing and survivor, survivor mode, you know, I haven't really been thriving in my mind. I'm trying to set big goals, but in my, um, body, I feel like I'm still my heart. I'm still in the healing stages for the last few years. So for my goal in 2022, it's going to be to thrive that no longer looking back, but looking forward and and no longer living in that mode. So that would be my suggestion for you. And when you have a choice of faith or doubt, choose to believe and choose to have faith. So the first thing is set those big goals. The second thing is when faith or doubt enter your mind, choose faith, believe in faith, because you know what? None of us are ever alone. If you believe in God, you're never alone. God is always there with you. Uh, Number three, what you focus on creates your beliefs. And this one's really important. Your outcome and what you want is truly, truly manifested by what you focus on. Your focus truly can create your belief. So, So that's why you have to believe in huge and positive things that you want. Because your mind's going to try to make that happen for you, whatever it is that you believe or focus on. So if you believe you're just surviving, you're just going to survive. But if you believe this is the time that you're going to thrive, then you will thrive. So have that faith that you can do that. Number four is you have to change your pattern. Maybe you have um, old habits that were negative and maybe now it's time for new things where you're always positive and thinking, yes, 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 I can, I will, you know, not anymore, uh, you know, a victim of your circumstance. Maybe, I don't know, I can't, I always have, you know, this is the way it is, you know, replace all of those negative things that aren't even fun to say, right? They're like really Debbie Downer when you, when you hear yourself say negative things out of your mind, I mean, out of your mouth, but it's important they're out of your mind as well. 
So get new patterns, uh, new habits of positivity so that you can manifest the yeses and the I wills and the I can and I do uh, in your in your life. And number um, six, focus on what and who you want to be. Pray about it. What your brain sees, it will try to match for you. So these are three really important words. Be, do, have. Pray about what you want to be and start doing a little bit each day towards it and you will have it. Um, nobody can do these things alone. It really does take a village. Um, you know, whether it's through prayer or, or getting a mentor or a coach, but you can do anything that you want. You just have to do a little bit every day and stop making excuses, um, of why you cannot stop looking back, you know, learn from the past, but live in the present and look towards the future. Um, don't focus on anything lacking, but focus on what you want. Um, God gives each and every one of us gifts, I believe. Each as an individual has their own purpose and passion. And I feel like the right people will resonate with you if you're living with those everyday truths. You know, the gifts that God has given you and the life that you're supposed to be living um, the right people just automatically resonate with you and the, the wrong ones don't and that's the way it probably should be you know you don't want to be in a situation that's it's um, toxic or you know you have to try too hard to make it work you know if they're if they think like you and it resonates with them it's going to flow um, well and that's why team TLC ride with heart has always been important to me because I always wanted those type of people that put the horse first and still give a hundred percent inside and outside of the arena and work hard. I wanted those kind of people, um, to be the people that were part of my business as my friends and clients and customers. So anyways, um, just take what I'm saying, those six things and show up and shine every day with integrity and what I'd really like to see everyone do is take out a pen and paper and write down I am and finish that story for your own individual needs um, I feel like it's important that you do write it down I am and write your story of your purpose and your passion and your goals and what you tell yourself um, for me, you know, being a, a teacher, a horse, horsewoman, a barrel racer, an entrepreneur, a mentor, um, a go-getter, you know, those things are all things that were important to me. Um, you know, being a really good mom, um, sadly as a wife, I was married 26 years, but we did grow apart mainly due to him being gone so much and lack of communication and even with marriage counseling, we never worked our way back to where we once were. So, you know, it does take two to make things work. Um, and you have to try, but things don't always go the way you want them to go. And you just have to move on forward from that. But, um, 
you know, focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. You can't control what other people do. All you can do is control what you do. And, um, and again, I think if you pray on it and you work through, uh, whatever your goals are or your dreams are, uh, that's all you can do. Um, I think it's important that you say, you know, I am, and then, and then start progressing towards that with growth, a six month growth, a one year growth, two year, three year, um, you know, whether that would be, you know, for me, the best coach I can be, um, you know, I want to manifest that outcome that, you know, that I'm caring and, and helpful and giving back and, you know, you really want to write that down. So that's the first thing I'd like to suggest to everybody to do. So, um, take some notes today because we're covering some good stuff, but, um, I am is what I want you to do first. And again, um, the uh, skill and mindset for this week uh, challenge is um, the mindset is actually to write down your goals for 2022. We're only 60 days from a new year. And when you do think about your goals, maybe pick one association or two associations that you want to do well in. Maybe your goal is to finish your cult or haul more or get healthier and better shape. Maybe it's to place in the 1D or the 2D or the 3D or 4D or win awards uh, in those divisions with certain associations. Um, maybe it's to improve your horsemanship. Maybe it's to qualify for something big in the, in your state or uh, world finals or something, quarter horse or MBHA or whatever. Um, maybe rodeo, high school, junior, um, pro, you know, whatever your goal happens to be, write it down because seeing it will help you to uh, believe in it and manifest in it and then take that big goal for one year and reverse it work it daily weekly monthly and then see where you are um, you know week to week month to month and um, by the end of the year see how close you get if not exceeding that goal so I think that's really important and remember faith is important if you um, you have a choice to choose to believe and have faith or to have doubt. So choose faith and choose believing. Um, and three, uh, focus on what you want to create, what you want your outcome to be. And four, um, change old habits and manifest new positive ones. And five, uh, do your um, goals and thoughts serve you? And that's really important. I can, I will, I do. And number six, focus on who you want to be, pray about it, and your brain will match what you want to be. And these three words are important. Be, do, and have. So I, again, hope I'm a good mentor for all of you that are in my coaching group. And I hope I inspire you to keep trying every week through these uh, Q A's and, um, topics we cover every week. So as I get started with this, uh, Q and A number 64, I want to welcome a new member from Montana, Victoria. Now we're in 20 states, which is awesome. And I think we're at 93 members. Um, also the personal best drawing for prizes will be on Wednesday and, um, don't forget to let me know if you had a win in October so you can be in the drawing. I will be doing that live in the group um, and see who wins. And why I do the personal best is because 
I want everyone, no matter what, to be always proud of their small achievements because sometimes you have a big goal and it's, you know, hard to stay motivated. But if you keep setting little goals and small wins, those 1% improvements, maybe it was like for me, my win was I hauled Rocky to two different arenas last week. One was a practice night and one was a nighttime jackpot. And he was good at the practice and a little more wound up at the nighttime jackpot, but he ended on a calm note and he exhibitioned really calm and quiet at a trot. And I was really proud of him. So that was my win. So whether your win is, you know, seasoning and hauling a baby or entering and, you know, whatever, but just those small things, whatever your win is, maybe you clocked your best time in a certain arena or whatever, please let me know for the list. Um, also, I've got about 20 videos that I've been working on over the weekend um, from group lessons I had and also for the group and um, I'm slowly knocking them out and we'll have them posted in the group today and tomorrow for your um, slow review. So be watching for those. Um, as I mentioned, the challenge for the mindset was the vision board in 2022 goals. Uh, but the skill challenge, I would like you to go to the members only website and um, look at groundwork and pick something to bond with your horse with. It can be free lunging and liberty work. It can be, uh, and do this once a week with your horse. Groundwork's really important to meet a horse where they are and improve your relationship through communication of cues and trust and respect, all of course based on your love for your horse. So um, you can do lunge line work on a, um, maybe with some ground poles for cadence and balance. You can do desensitizing with ropes and slickers and clippers and whatever else they need. Uh, maybe you can just spend one day a week doing massages. And I put that in the group with photos and instructions how to do four different strokes with your horse to include head down exercises and leg stretches and cookie stretches, as well as four different strokes um, to do on the entire body of your horse and the direction to do so. So that's uh, something you can do as well. Um, and you'd be surprised how building a bond with your horse uh, like that, putting your hands on them instead of brushes or machines, you feel if the muscles are tight or loose, you feel if the legs are puffy or warm, um, the joints are stiff or flexible, and you just get to know your horse. If they can stretch X amount, you know, on both sides evenly or legs evenly, um, it's important to know your horse. So putting your hands on your horse builds a relationship. Find the spots they like to be rubbed and don't like to be rubbed. Um, all of those things. So those are the two challenges for this week for mindset and skill. Um, we had some really awesome uh, accomplishments. And uh, I'll give a few little shout outs. Not a lot because of just, um, you know, not everybody likes their um, shout outs. But but Nancy in Georgia um, won some money on Earl in the 2D and Toot in the 3D and Douglas, Georgia. So congratulations. Um, congratulations to everybody who went to MBHA Open and Senior Finals for World uh, in Perry, Georgia. Teresa, way to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, Amy uh, won money and uh, qualified in the uh, seniors, got her buckle and money and the uh, 
qualified in the 3D, but ended up clocking in the 2D in the seniors in the finals. Danielle and Angela qualified in the open finals and um, won their money in buckles. Uh, Rachel and Sam went there, and Rachel had four consistent runs, um, you know, all within one-tenth of each other, and or well, three within one-tenth of each other, which was awesome. And Sam got better each run. Uh, uh, Kellyanne had a really nice run in the sweepstakes. So um, everybody, I'm just really proud of how you, one, qualified, and two, went there and, and did a great job. Um, Jill and Baby hauled two arenas for exhibitioning her horse and did a beautiful job and got her exposed to things that were kind of scary, but got, she got better as well. Um, Danielle and Future uh, in Florida went to the Brandon Bash, which was an American qualifier, and won um, 2D Money, was the 17th fastest time overall out of 275 riders, so that's awesome, and uh, her and Future are doing great, and there was uh, quite a few more, uh, Rita's putting things together with Tiger, and Dollar's doing great um, in Oklahoma, and uh, Martine and Pistol are becoming a team. Cat uh, and Quincy have, and um, Roni have made consistent improvements and made the PB list on both of her horses this past month. Gigi, at 73 years old, placed 1D third with 63 riders in New York. Uh, Jean Ann and Guy D had a clean pattern, um, smooth alleyway approach, ran a low 16, which is a pretty solid, I think, 2D time for her at that arena. Um, and uh, just a lot of beautiful stuff going on. You guys are all doing great. Um, Lisa and Gunner had a gorgeous run. Um, a little bit of extra rate going into third, but first and second were absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I think everybody, I'm just really proud of everybody. There's probably more. Uh, Michaela and uh, China went to their third uh, show Joe exhibition and she's getting more control and respect and her horse is settling down and that's important to you guys remember they should always end calmer than you begin so all right um, I'm going to go right into the questions and then the topic um, today is going to be chapter seven with the heart of the champion book by Donnie Taylor the WPRA calf roping champion um, so the first question is um Let's see, heart and run run trailer. Okay, looks up. Okay, um, this was a good question. When um, the member asked that she's worried that she's not developing a horse with heart because every time she hooks up her trailer, the horses run away. They don't want to go in the trailer. And she's sad because sometimes she sees people say their horses come running when they hook up the trailer. And I will share with you in my 29 years of training horses, and um, my own personal horses, seven horses that I compete on, when I say they ride with heart and they run with heart for me, they do give me their best in the arena. But if I gave my horses a choice, they'd rather be pasture ornaments and hang out at the farm than go in the trailer to a barrel race. Um, you know, they're just lazy by nature and my horses don't get excited about going to a barrel race. They find it more work and stress than they need and they're happy just eaten in the pasture so if I was to hook up my trailer and go catch a horse they're gonna leave the barn too and go out to the back of the pasture um it's not uncommon you know when I'm training horses that's something I watch for 
when I go to catch them, to train them, I want them to come to me because that shows me that they're enjoying school. But homeschooling is easy. Same with Rocky. He loves homeschooling. He could be in the back pasture and I call his name and he comes running for his, his day with me. But when the trailer's hooked up, especially after the second time of going in one week, he hid from me in the trees. And when I was unhooking the trailer, he hid in the trees. He said, nope, I like homeschooling. Going places is scary. It's out of my comfort zone. And it's just part of seasoning and hauling. You know, you're taking them in their flight animals. So, you know, they're going to look to stay with their herd in their quiet place where they're not stressed. And you got to think it's, it's kind of scary on the road for them. They're in a metal thing that makes noises and there's things whipping by them making noises. And, you know, it takes time for a horse to get used to hauling. Rodeo horses are tough horses. They're used to miles and, you know, and that's what's really grueling, um, and those rodeo horses are also used to being stalled and, and paddocks and, and, you know, and temporary pins tied to their trailers and, you know, um, porta panels and, you know, it's a whole different what they're used to. If your horse is used to having a pasture and a shelter and the ease of life while you're at work all day and then you just spend an hour a day with them, you got to remember that's something that they're going to find is much more relaxing than getting in a trailer on a scary road, going to a scary place and getting worked. So it doesn't mean that your horse doesn't have heart though by working for you and trying for you. So just realize they are an individual and they can choose to say, well, I like this better than that. So, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, um, and some horses truly love, you know, to compete. I'm sure. Um, but I think the majority of them would truly rather just do what horses like to do, which is graze and hang out with their horse friends. So anyways, um, so don't think of it in a negative aspect. Um, I honestly have never had a horse come running for my horse trailer. I've heard of my friends who have, and I've never known one personally. So I wouldn't take that in a bad negative way. Just know that, um, all the horses I've ever trained and known and friends and clients that's the majority of the situation so um, now will they get in absolutely but do you need to have your stall doors shut before you hook up so you don't have to go catch them in north 40 probably so <laughs> so don't think badly of yourself for that um, the next one the question was the horses counter bending into the turns like literally if the rider's hands are not even on the horse the horse is taking their face out and their shoulder in um, they want to know what could be causing that the first thing i say is check out pain um, if your saddle's pinching your horse's withers or shoulders that could very well cause them to have pain think it's going to hurt so they bend away from the pain and drop that shoulder and take their head away to try to ease the pinching um, maybe they need chiropractic adjustment maybe they need a vet um, evaluation so that's something to consider first don't try to train pain but look into saddle fitters your chiropractor can usually do that for you and then um, go ahead and rule out pain before you go to schooling. And then if you do go to schooling, in and outs are really good for that. Um, doing uh, bending and suppling work like leg laterals and face flexing laterally. Um, those are all things that can be beneficial to help fix that. But again, I would definitely rule out pain first. All right, the next question was, how can I shave off a half a second? 
My horse is really awesome at their basics. Um, okay. So that's a tough one, right? You know, that shaving off that half second, one Mississippi is a second. One miss is a half a second. It sounds like nothing. A half a second is half a horse length, you know, a half a stride. So, um, but it really can involve having fire and turns, being assertive and not just, when I tell people to, um, trust your horse, I don't mean just sit there and let your horse work and you do nothing. What I mean is trust your horse in the sense of send them and also say it's time to rate, it's time to turn, now hustle again. So trust them in the sense that you're going to give them aggressive or assertive, not really aggressive, but assertive cues of go, rate, turn, and go again and trust that they're going to handle it, that the timing is going to speed up that one Mississippi or one miss to have more fire, but you're still going to have turn, but you can't sit there. You can't kick, 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 and then just sit there. You have to talk to them, say, whoa, here, you know, you have to check them, bump them. Sometimes you have to, you know, be more assertive. If you're asking for more speed, sometimes you have to be more assertive with asking for your rate and your turn as well. So, um, Trusting a horse doesn't mean to just sit there and do nothing. Um, But there is a little bit of letting a horse work as well. Like you don't want to get in their way. So once you ask them to do it, then trust them to do it. So if you ask your horse to run, let them run. If you ask your horse to rate, try to see if they'll rate. And if they don't, you can always bump them. You know, ask them to turn and hope they'll turn. If they don't turn, you know, trust they're going to turn. But be ready to bump them again. So there is a a happy medium there as well. But I do think that you have to ask and then trust. Um, But you don't, you can't just do nothing. That's for sure. It is a team event. And I often tell my riders, it's like a dance team. You're the guy though. And they're the girl you're leading, they're following. And, um, but you're not pulling them around the dance floor. You're giving them guidance and then trusting them to do it. So Um, Let's see if I have any more questions before I go into the chapter. I think that's all of them. So this chapter, chapter seven, my kingdom uh, for a horse. I think that was the name of that chapter. So again, if you haven't bought the book, you can find it on Amazon and you can get it on your phone or you can buy the paperback. Um, But I highly recommend it because, you know, it, it really shows what it takes to chase a big goal like winning the world championship and all the trials and tribulations you're going to go through and um and I think it fits what I started this podcast with is not quitting even if you need to take a break but letting your setbacks um not end your your dream chasing but letting your comebacks be even stronger but you know you don't have to quit you can just take a break when you need to as well and get your head straight so Um, In chapter 7, she still has this obsession with this Chester horse. So if any of you have ever met a horse that you just fall in love with, you know what she's feeling. Um, It's it's just a feeling when you meet a horse that this is the right horse for you. I've had that with several of my horses. Um, I really feel like every horse that comes in our path teaches us something. And we get growth from each of those horses Um, and sometimes it's things you don't even want to learn you know but there's a reason for it maybe it's God's way of having you challenge your horsemanship Um, 
So, you know, I certainly know Rocky has been one of my greatest challenges because of his uniqueness of being a bottle-fed baby and a very sick baby. And um, his personality is a very strong-willed personality. Had it not been, he wouldn't have made it, I'm sure. But um, it's also been a challenge in the way that I've had to work with him as well. So, anyways, um, let's see here. I... uh, I love my horses, you know, I, 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 I pray for them, I hug them, I talk to them, they're like family for me, I'm sure many of you can relate to that, um, and her horses are her life, and they're her therapy, um, they're probably what got her through, um, her, her goals of her rodeo goals and her horse goals is probably what got her through those mental issues that she was having, the disorders with eating, and Um, depression and stuff you know and I'm sure many of us can relate that you know you've had a bad week at work or some family issues or whatever and going to the barn or getting on your horse can make your day much better so I know for all of us horse lover girls and ladies um, it's certainly an area that that makes us it's our equine therapy So I do think it's important. There's um, four areas of growth that she discusses and knowing your why. And we talk about that a lot when we're goal setting in the group, especially any of you that were with me last um, or this year at the beginning of the year in January. Um, But you have to uh, look at areas where you can get better physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. All of those things are very important and you really need all four to be solid when you're going for huge goals like she was winning a world championship. Um, So I ask you what keeps you going? Um, I believe she asked that question in that chapter. Um, And for me, I've always prayed on my horse um, and that's always been my joy for me. Um, So anyways, this is uh, an area... um, where she is uh, competing in 2014 and she talks about the joy being in the journey. And for some of you right now, that's something I really want you to take to heart, especially those of you that are getting off um, your open horses and retiring them and starting over with your novice horses or even just a young open horse that you don't know very well yet and you haven't had very many runs under your belt. It takes time, you guys. It takes time to get your timing and your feel and um, your competitiveness and your trust and your bond with them so that you feel like you know their every move when you're out there making a run. And so I would just suggest you enjoy the process and the journey and um, don't be so hard on yourself and try not to pressure them because they'll feed off of your energy, whether it's positive or negative. So make sure you're letting them know that, hey, this is fun and you know, we're just going to set 1% goals and build a team and we're going to give this a one-year contract, me and you, to get together. So be fair with that new horse because they can't just automatically become that horse that you ran for 10 years, you know. They need time that you've got to give them that time. So she talks about winning, I think, second place and $1,500 in Hamilton, Texas. Um, the... Uh, the um, next rodeo, though, is when, and many of us can relate to this as far as, um, as far as it goes with you do really well and you win, and then you put all this pressure on yourself to do really good at the next one. 
you know, the what ifs and, and, you know, maybe I could do better than, um, you know, or I need to do at least as good as my last run. And those things can really affect your head and make you make mistakes because you pressure yourself to ride as good as you did the last time or have expectations of from your horse as, as you did last time. So those are all things to consider as well. Um, and she made, um, she missed some calves, you know, and um, didn't do well on Chester or Rusty in New Mexico. So um, you have to remember each one of you have your own journey. It's not mine. Um, I can coach you. I can look at your videos and your photos, um, but it's your decision where you run. It's your decision when you practice. It's um, your final goal and your dream has to be your journey. And she talks about that, how she wanted her mentor and coach Larry to make her decisions or her husband to make her decisions. And they're like, oh no, we're not making that decision for you because it's your dream. It's your journey. And you really have to uh, figure those things out for yourself. Um, And it's not easy. You know, you may have uh, problems on the road. You may have issues entering or hauling. Um, there's a lot of things that, um, can come up and, and you sometimes want someone to be there for you and help you through it. But bottom line is it's generally going to be something you have to do for yourself. Um, it's a very independent sport rodeo, even though there's a village of people that help you, vets, barriers, coaches, uh, spouses, you know, parents, family, whatever. It's still very independent. It's still very much about you and your horse and your goal and your dream. So um, she goes into the 2014 and she had a good finals, but she didn't win the world and she was upset. And so she went to Larry and she says, you know, I still want to win the world. And Larry says, well, you haven't been for lessons since you bought Chester. And if you guys remember, she told her, well, if you haven't read the book, you don't know. But those of you that did read the book know that. She said, look, if you buy this horse, it's not going to fix your roping and you're still going to have to get with him. So Chester was a lot different than what she was used to and her roping was still making mistakes. So Larry Flat told her, you still need lessons. So she never came for lessons. She just took her fancy horse and went up and down the rodeo trail. So, so after she makes new commitments and this year, um, she starts going to Larry for her um, you know, lessons, but, but she's at the end of her three-year contract now, and she re, she looks back, and, um, and this stood out to me a lot, um, you know, and obviously you need to read the chapter, because I just pick up little pieces of it, and there's a whole lot more in there, but, um, she had four reasons that, uh, that made her commit to that contract. I mean, she had, uh, she had four reasons, I should say, that she should have quit, you know, that she could have quit uh, and gave up like she would have in the past when things got hard. She lost her mother, her brother, her horse, and her shoulder needed surgery. Um, but because she set up that strategy and that three-year contract, she did not quit. She stuck with it. That positive um, addiction, being addicted to positivity, asking for help getting out of your comfort zone, getting comfortable with getting out of your comfort zone and um, setting up a strategy and taking action 
and having your inner circle support. Those five things kept her going even through the loss of so much. Um, so she ends up, I believe, writing herself another contract for one more year now. And um, this is where she starts talking about her vision board and um, and the fact that there is no finish line, but um, just being where you are and setting those individual goals to always be learning and to always be improving your skills, whether it be mechanical, technical, horsemanship, um, or even um, your competitive and personal development. Uh, to always keep learning even after you've met a goal. You know, and every day to try. If you try every day, it does equal to succeeding. So as I go on reading this chapter, there's certain things that stick out to me. Um, you know, there's quotes and dreams and goals and the what she puts on her vision board. Um, so I would, I would, um, I would, it made me think about some things when I was, had my dreams in my twenties and I had my husband and my son, um, you know, it, it, it's hard for moms to, to, um, it, I mean, it's important, you know, you can go off and do things because you have your husband to hold down the fort with the kids and the animals at home and, and all that. It does take a village to do that stuff. And, um, you know, when you're on your own, it's not as easy, but there's a time and a place for everything. When you have your horses are at peaking, um, you, you, you feel kind of selfish though, as a, as a mother to leave your husband or your kids or your, uh, business to go off and meet these, uh, personal rodeo goals. Um, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, for some people, they just don't, um, find balance there but she did talk to another person who was successful and she basically told her do it because you're setting an example she gave her permission to do it that you're setting an example for your kid to follow what you love and chase your dreams and work hard and I think that's important for women to know um you know just being a, a mom and a wife um isn't something you just have to be your kid can see you as a business owner as a goal chaser as someone who has a hobby and a passion and they chase those goals and dreams and knock them out um so i know that's been important my ex-husband was gone all the time he was gone monday through friday most of the week so my son was mostly me um i had to have my business though to pay for my barrel racing and my horses and um you know I, I had a goal um, when my son went off to college to finally take the time. You know, I could only barrel race on the weekends and close to home because of, you know, my son being my main priority. But I always had this dream uh, to go on the road for three months once my son went off to college. That was going to be my, my reward as, you know, as a mom to myself. But then right after my son went to college, my ex um, asked for a divorce. So now I can't go because I'm dealing with that. And now my now after all that said and done, my horses are old and retired, and my, my hip is bad. And I guess what I'm saying is, you you need to do those things while you can do those things because horses don't stay young forever. You don't know what your tomorrow is going to bring. So 
uh, finding balance, but being true to yourself is really important. So, you know, I think, you know, letting your child see that with you, um, is important, you know, that you do chase things that are, that are important to you. Um, they will pick up on your hard work, um, despite a hard relationship, you know, um, you know, when you look back at things, I regret growing apart, um, and I wish I could have done something about that, but, but anyways, you can't always control, like I said, what anyone else does, you can only control what you do, and I made my share of mistakes, as did he, but you have to just go with where you are, so, um, you have to live your life true to yourself, right, and, um, and I think in your 20s to your 40s, it's a very much a time of growing and chasing those goals. You know, you spend your first 20 years of your life, uh, you know, as a child and, and learning and all of that with your family. And then the next 20 years of your life growing into who you are and, and all of that. And then I think you're finally at the 50s and 60s and 70s and you know who you are and you just kind of reflect back and be like, okay, that's what I learned and, and I'm going to live the balance of my life this way because of, you know, knowing who I am and, and what is valuable to me. So I think looking back can be um, important, but I also think just living in the moment and looking forward is the most important. Um, you know, we have to always be working at improving. I think that's important and, and it needs to be on every level, you know, spiritually, physically, and also chasing our goals, etc. So whatever you choose to do um, for your children or whatever, just strive. Uh, my advice as an older woman now, uh, you know, in, in is just to strive to be true to your own heart and, um, and live a life that you feel confident about and have that conversation with your family and um, don't be afraid to talk about those things. So I'm going to go ahead and close now with um, saying to write your own story. So take that exercise and write down I am and write down what you, um, what it is, you know, dream big, see what you want and go after it. And live every day for the gift that it is because no one is promised a tomorrow and and we don't know um, what is coming you know day after day so that's all we can do and of course always find balance and if you need to take a break and breathe uh, that's okay just don't quit and um, realize that setbacks everybody has them and everybody's dealing with something but but your comebacks are what's important, you know, getting back up and, and, and going towards those dreams and goals again. It's just all part of life and dreams. So um, I'm going to finish there and just wish everybody well and God bless y'all and ride with heart. Thank you.